0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode, the first one of the year of Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths. I'm your host, Matt, waving at you, of course. Happy 2023. I am thrilled and excited that you came to hang out with me for a few. I've written some goals down, and I am being mindful of them. I know we're only in like the third week, but I'm still doing it, and I'm experiencing, even if it's it's small, it's progress and advancement. And I hope the same for you guys, that if you have written things down, can I see your hands? Very good, yes, I see that hand, I see that hand. If you've written things down and you are gonna be mindful of them for the year, for days and months, um, that's a really good thing. Even if it's small, it's still progress and I commend you for it. I have a few dad jokes for you today. (laughs) It's been a moment since I've done one, so here they go. It's called gross pay because it's disgusting to see how much money you would have made before taxes. (laughs) Uh, Why did the candle quit his job? He was burned out. (laughs) Why do birds sing every morning? They don't go to work. (laughs) In this episode, we are going to be talking about work. Uh, how many of you work for a living? I do too. My hand is up. I'm an electrician. I've been one for 14, 15 years. I, my career, my trade, that's what I do. I think I'm really good at it. Um, I like being an electrician. Work is defined as an activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. You work for something, so that something can happen. You are done and complete, and now you have this thing that you've been working on for months and months and months, and it's finally finished, and you've done it. Congratulations. How many of these idioms can you identify with? Are they working you like a dog? Have you worked your fingers to the bone? Have you burned the midnight oil? Have you burned a candle at both ends and gone the extra mile? You hear, pull your socks up. You got to pull your weight uh, to sharpen your pencil. Are you all work and no play? Is Monday just a back to the grindstone? Have you experienced this one? You're on a roll. You actually are in the groove, in the mix, and you are doing a fantabulous job of working. I've been there. Do you bend over backwards? Do you put all your blood, sweat, and tears into it? You getting cracking? Do you give it 110%? Are you jumping through hoops and climbing the ladder? Do Do you knuckle down? Do you have to make up for lost time? No pain, no gain. Are you raising the bar and staying ahead of the game, staying the course? Are you taking the bull by the horns? Work is the opposite of play, and it's such a drudgery of a subject. We have to do it to earn money to eat so we can live. I'm not really defined by my profession, but it is work that I do, and it's a large part of what makes me me. I'm, I'm an electrician. I like what I do. I go to work, and I really, really work it. Your hard work should pay off, though. There should be some reward. There should be some goal. There should be achievements and milestones and pro- progress along the way that you experience Uh, Do you work for something? Do you work for just a paycheck? Do you work to fit in and to be accepted? Do you work for love? Are you expending effort in order to get something that could be given? Or are you working for something that you would earn and deserve, like a paycheck? Do you avoid work? Are you a good procrastinator? Do you think that it's just going to be incredibly hard and you don't even start because you think that it's not going to be worth it in the end. How good of a worker are you? Would your co-workers say that you're at least fair and good at what you do? Do you overwork yourself? Do you think that you have to go faster so they don't let you go? Uh, do you work for salvation or do you work because you already are saved? I've got verses here that talk about this subject of work and I wanted to go through them and look at what the Bible says about it and what that means for us. Genesis 2:2. on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. He chose to rest, but he has been working for six days. God's a worker. It starts out with God making things and doing things. He's speaking. He's out of the clay making man. He's creating this brand new world that has never been done before. He does a really good job. He commends himself. He looks at it. It is very good. He, ha- he has complete authority to give a gold star to the work that he has been doing. God's a worker. Psalm 111, verses 2 to 4, "...the works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. His work is honorable and glorious." and his righteousness endureth forever. He has made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. We're going to jump to the New Testament, Matthew 7, 21 to 23. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name have cast out devils, and in your name done many wonderful works. And now then... And then I will profess to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. They've been doing things in Jesus' name, and he's calling their works works of iniquity because he didn't know them. I heard this quote one time that I just now thought of, of you can be so busy doing the work of the Lord that you don't remember to spend time with the Lord of the work. Both are equally important. You got to know God and who he is, and spend time with Jesus. And then you have to do the works that he's called you. uh, John 4.34, Jesus says to them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. And a verse that is closely comparable is John 5.17, but Jesus answered them, my father works hitherto, and I work. Meaning God has set something in motion and had a plan for Jesus for his life and death and burial and resurrection and that Jesus his meat his food was to do the will of him that sent him and to finish his work meaning god had started it and jesus gets to complete it romans 8:28 says we know in all things we know that in all things work together for good of to them that love god To them that are called according to his purpose. Work is for an achievement and a purpose and a result. And everything that you go through, God can work for good. It reminds me of when Joseph was in command in Egypt and his brothers are coming to him for food. And he reveals that, hey, I'm Joseph, you guys had meant all of these things for evil, but God turned it around for good. The story of Joseph goes, He had a coat of many colors. He was prophesying. He had a pretty large mouth for a small boy. And his brothers were envious of him. They threw him in a pit. They were going to kill him. But his oldest brother was like, let's not kill him. Let's just fake his death. And uh, they threw him in a pit. He gets out. He gets sold into slavery. He begins to do well at the prison. They promote him. Or it's the other way around. He does Good. And anyway, he goes through all of these things and it's years and years and years later, and he's had such a rough life, but he gets to be second in command of Egypt. And there's a famine and his brothers now aged are coming to him for food, but they don't know that it's him. And Joseph begins to, he forgives them and says, what you meant for evil God has turned around for good, for the saving of many lives, because Egypt had the grain and was able to sustain it. That's such a cool story. Check it out sometime. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He talks about being steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord there are things that only you can do, that God has put you in a position that you are able to do and complete. And there's such a reward and a fulfillment when you do God's work. It's not you just showing up and being a good Christian at your job. It's what God has for you on a day-to-day basis. That's what Jesus was doing. He would go pray. He would go get the plan for the day. He would My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to complete his work. He he knew he was on mission and he had goals to achieve. And it wasn't, I'm just going to hit all the goals. He was communicating with God the entire time. 2 Corinthians 9.8, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. When you are receiving God's grace, you can abound, you can have all sufficiency in all things, and you can abound to every, you are well-equipped. I think of a soldier that has everything on him. He's got rations, he's got a first aid kit, he's got, or even a doctor who has uh, medication and knows how to do things. And he's just very, very good at what he does because he has all of the necessary things that are packaged around him in his world, that he is able to do his job very proficiently and efficiently. Uh, I just love that picture that we can have all grace abound toward us and we can be abounding in the work of the Lord. Second Corinthians nine, eight is the one I just said Philippians one, six being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God has started a work in you and he does not give up because he completes it till the day of Christ Jesus. And we can be confident that if he started it, he will complete it. He'll be faithful to his word. Colossians 1.10 says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. My prayer is that for me, that I would walk worthy of the Lord, that I would do good works, that I would increase in the knowledge of God. That just, that puts the best of both worlds together in that I know God and I do his work. They go hand in hand. First Thessalonians 4.11, and that you study to be quiet and to do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. That's very good advice. Titus 3.1, put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Hebrews 6.10 says, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed toward his name and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. God doesn't see, God doesn't forget your work. God sees what is done in secret, as Matthew talks about when Jesus is talking about doing your works before men to be seen of them, but God in heaven sees what is done in secret. Hebrews thirteen twenty one says, Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. The goal of a Christian is to look more Christ-like every day. And this verse sums it up. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in me that which is well-pleasing in his sight. James 1.4 says, But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. How hard is it to be patient sometimes and endure and keep at it and work it. It's pretty hard, if you haven't noticed. Being patient is very hard to do. But let patience have her perfect work. That you can be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That just, that sums up. That's a beautiful picture of achievement and a, and a milestone and perfect and entire, Christ-like even. James 1.25 says, But whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, not being a forgetful here, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. He's looking into the perfect law of liberty. He's looking into the scriptures. He's looking into walking in the spirit and he's continuing. He's working at it. He's not a forgetful here. He doesn't just hear it and then 10 minutes later forgets, but he is a doer of the work. That is the difference when James is comparing the two uh, The two men. One looks at his face in a mirror and he forgets what he does or forgets what kind of man he was. He does not do the work and he just ho-hums his life. This second man who looks into the law of liberty and continues He's not a forgetful here, but he remembers what it is and he does it. He is blessed in his deed. That is a very key thing that he is a doer of the work. There's instructions, there's a recipe, there's a one, two, three steps that he has to go through, and he does the work, and he is blessed in his deed. Matthew 7. 24 to 27 is a parable that Jesus is telling. Therefore, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that hears these sayings of mine and does them not shall be likened into a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. The rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I heard a story that in some nation of the world, they were building a house, and it was a lot, a lot, a lot of work to dig down and to put in a foundation for the house of however they built it with cement or rocks or huge sticks or something like that. And it took... I don't want to say months, but it took a while for them to build this foundation and then they built the house on top of it. What happened later though, was either a flood or large winds that came through and just pushed houses over left and right, but theirs stood. And I remembered that story because it was such a uh, similarity between this parable that Jesus is telling, that if we will work and do the things that Jesus is telling us to do, we can have such a foundation that our house will not fall. We, we can hear the winds and there'll be rainwaters and the floods will rise, but it doesn't even budge an inch because we have put the work in. Whoever doesn't do it, though, you can build the same exact house and it'll look amazing. And you think, what a great house. This thing will never fall. It's built on sand. You know how easy it is to move sand? Uh, Great was its fall. And the, the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, just like it did the other house, but it was built on the rock. And great was the fall of it. Colossians 2, 7 says, rooted and built up in him established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. We're to be rooted and built up in Jesus and being established in the faith. Later in Colossians 3, 23 and 24, whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not unto men, knowing that of the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance of for you serve the Lord Christ. I have this attitude with me when I go to work that I'm not really working for myself. I, I'm i not really working for my employer. I, I've never met the guy. I, I don't know who all is in the office. I am working for God. I am doing the quality of work that he would be pleased and accept. I'm I'm working for me. I I do make a check. I am employed by the company. They are the ones who are my employers and I do I work for them. But my work ethic and who I'm being mindful of is God. God, would you be pleased with this work that I'm doing? I'm doing it wholeheartedly. I know that it's not a small thing. It's it's something that I work well at my job so that God is pleased. But it says in this verse that of the Lord, you will receive the reward of your inheritance. Whatever you do, do it heartily, on the job, off the job. You serve the Lord Christ. A verse from Proverbs 10.16 says, The labor of the righteous tendeth to life, but the fruit of the wicked to sin. Proverbs 13.11 says, Wealth gotten by vanity shall be diminished, but he that gathers by labor shall increase. And I love this verse because rest is what pops out a lot of the time. But listen, Matt eleven twenty eight. come to me all you that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. It's the words of Jesus. And we think that labor and being heavy laden is a bad thing because God is, Jesus is inviting us to rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Work is not a bad thing because we're taking on his yoke. There is still work to be done. You have two oxen that are, he's using this analogy of two oxen that are plowing a field back in how they did it, and that we're to be in step with him. We're to be alongside him. We are to still labor. It's this weird picture of us being united to Christ and having rest, but also doing the work. We're created in... Christ, Jesus, to do good works, because that's what God has predestined for us to do. That by our good works, people would see us and praise our Father in heaven. They are with a purpose, therefore a result. When Jesus finished all of the work, it says he sat down at the right hand of God. There is such an importance and such a uh, importance, yeah, value of working. I can only stay so long at the beach and sleep and sit down. I'm the kind of person that I I do get. When I do a good job at work, other of, the, <laughs> other of my coworkers know it because I'm vocal about it. I'm like, yeah, I got it done. And that thrill and that satisfaction is just me at my job. But me being a Christian... And doing what Jesus said, there is such a satisfaction of knowing that I'm doing His will and that I'm walking in the light as He is in the light and that I'm keeping in step with the Spirit and that I'm working out my salvation as God works in me to will and to do of His good pleasure. If God is satisfied with the quality of my life because I'm making an effort to be mindful of him and to give him place and to pray and to live my life in such a way that even the heathen even the people that don't like me won't have anything bad to say about me because they see the quality of my life and it happens with work it's not just on the job it's not limited to one area of my life but it's how I'm living my life am i working it it works if you work it my coach says, and how true that is. If you let up, then you're just coasting. You're moving forward, but you've got to keep your foot on the, unless you have an autopilot and a <laughs> cruise control, but it, you don't have a cruise control in real life. Sorry. Um, that is all that I have prepared for work. There's probably some things that I'm leaving out and some things that I'm not saying, but take some time to think about the quality of your work and what you're working on and what you're doing with your time and how you are on the job and what project you have up and coming. Maybe you need to slow down a little bit because you're overworking yourself or maybe you need to step up a little bit more and just put a little more effort into it. Don't work for the things that can be given to you Work for a paycheck, work out of your salvation of, I know who I am and I'm able to do this because I know that God loves me. I'm not working for his favor. I'm working out of because he has loved me so much that I want him to be pleased. Anyway, my name is Matt. I hope this is inspiring and thoughtful and thought provoking, I should say. Thank you for joining me. This has been an episode of Deep Thoughts, Simple Truths. I will see you guys later.